You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Simul, a.k.a. Brian Fennell. You might know him from the indie band Barcelona, really great band, Uh, highly recommend checking them out. And yeah, earlier this year, Brian released a solo album titled Simul, which is the project name as well. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. Simul means simple in Welsh. And I can't think of another instance where a project name uh, perfectly reflected what the project was about. Uh, This album is very beautiful. And it's very much in regards to the simplicity about it. Um, These songs that you hear within this album, they just, they hit you really hard. Um, They're songs like The Bird, um, Clean Eyes, uh, the big one, of course, uh, Where's My Love. And yeah, this is one of those albums that you find yourself really living with. It's a, it's one of those albums that very much follows you throughout your days and really much, uh, you know, acts as a companion within your life. Um, yeah, I got to link up with Brian while he was in town uh, here in New York. Uh, he was set to play a really big show at the Music Hall Winsburg. was a magnificent show, was sold out. And yeah, prior to the show starting, we had a chat about how this album came to be, uh, what inspired it, the experiences and the moods and, um, you know, just how life always kind of finds itself inspiring art. So yeah, trust me when I say you're going to love this one. This is the 405 Exchange with Simo. Enjoy. So I have to say, it was pretty interesting being presented with this record of yours. Um, as familiar with you because of your band, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I'd seen you guys play a couple times there in New York. And uh, when I was giving you a record and then told the story about it, honestly, I didn't know what to expect, which you kind of always hope with music. And then mm-hmm. getting to listen to it, I have to say, it was something really beautiful. Thank you. This album that you made a symbol. So tell me about this new project of yours. When did you decide that this is a record that you wanted to make? Uh, I think it's just a really like <clears throat> rolling process basically like um, I'm somebody or at least I think I'm learning about myself that I'm a, the kind of artist that sort of like like <clears throat> stores up songs and and then just sees what they want to become a little bit and so after probably like eight songs were done it started looking like an album instead of because I'd, I'd come from like the band album world and then went into the solo project with like not not some of the you know same rules that I approached the band project with. So um, <clears throat> it was a mix of like I mean I do feel like I woke up one day and was like oh like this could be an album. <laughs> uh. And it was never like I, I don't really compose from a concept place when it comes to albums. Like it's if it's cohesive then great it can be an album. And I, was, I felt like lucky that it did come together like that. Yeah, you know it makes a lot of sense to me with the idea of making music and have it be a reflection of yourself and experiences you've gone through. I feel like something I've recognized with different artists that I talk to is that that always tends to find you, artists, generally by surprise. Mm-hmm. Was that the case with you as you were making the songs for this album, when you were like finding yourself digging deep into like different experiences and thoughts that you had? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, yeah, that's every song. It's at least the goal of every song is that you like lose yourself enough to surprise yourself. Um, or at least like 
push yourself into a place that's uncomfortable enough to like say something new or uh, say something like how you really intended to in terms of like being fully honest and and uh, yeah, I mean that that happens every song that I I try to write. Yeah, you're yeah, going to the music. I think something that really struck me is that on a musical level, it feels like you are attempting to approach things from quite a simplistic manner. Mm-hmm. I don't really mean that in a derogatory way at all. I feel like what you were able to achieve is that you have these song structures that feel kind of simple, though quite fleshed out, and really allowed your vocal to be so prominent, so like you know pretty much focal throughout the entirety of the record. My parents um, would be proud that you said that. That's a, would they? They've always said, like, from the day I started music, they're like, it's fine, but I just want to hear your voice more. Well, am I right to think that, in a way, you wanted this, the songs on this album to feel both intimate and immediate, in a way? Yeah, definitely intimate. There were, there were you know, some moments on the album, like with Where Do We Go, I Love You, and... Um, maybe the bird where it like you know definitely goes into a bit more of like a not as not as a not as given not as obvious like place and um with some of the production anyway uh but yeah i think simplicity is always the goal in terms of like don't cloud it and make it easy for somebody to understand it. Was that kind of hard to wrap your head around from being from the band world? Because I feel like something that happens with bands typically is you get to a point where you become so condescending of the fact of all these different tools you have in a studio. Yeah, I, would, I mean, that's a discipline in and of itself, is like to get in a studio and to not be distracted by all the toys. Yeah. Um, but I think I, you know, after I, um, the band split up, there was a time of like being very isolated, and then there was a time of like for the new album kind of coming at some of the songs like with a band mentality so drawing from some of both of those worlds like the the on, on an island creatively and then also like collaborating as well yeah you know it really struck me the way you just used the word discipline there i actually love it because i feel like something that really shines through on this record is that there's a cohesion there but it's just very much like you could tell it was very much labored through it was very mm-hmm. much a labor of love I, I could imagine you being in the studio taking notes and really figuring out how to nail different songs and I mean, do you remember what the experience was like when you got to listen to it before you sent it out for mixing? Um, yeah, like, because I'm so involved in the production, like, I live with the songs for a long time before they go go to mix and master. Yeah. Um, I think it's more, I'm, I remember more, like, hearing them mix, like, yeah. because, you know, the, if you, if you have a great relationship with your mixer or your mastering engineer, like, you bring it to a point and then you don't impose your creative thing on their mix like they bring their creativity to it to like take it to a different place and that's always exciting so you take it as far as you can and then you intentionally leave room for them to like be creative as well yeah so we're gonna do the fun thing of kind of dissecting the album a bit i promise we're gonna do this in the most painless way possible okay uh the album kicks off with clean eyes it's yeah. a track with a beautiful amount of urgency to it which i always loved that as a music fan when the opening track kind of has that what's it like to bring this one to life both lyrically and musically um that one you know it's funny like i wrote it up tempo like it 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 existed how i wrote it in terms of like it was like a band mentality you know and for me at least in similar like that was a new sound and a new feeling and like the the funny thing is is that when you like slow it down and like i did an acoustic version of it that song takes on a new like intimacy level in terms of um it's kind of like something mournful, but it's like kind of more longing instead of like celebratory. Yeah. And um, 
uh, the, the, the the decision to have it be first was more like I'd rather like kick somebody in the face like <laughs> than like lull them into submission. So, and it, it was also a bit of a standout in terms of that, like in terms of its energy compared to the rest. So, it was uh, it was fun to get it to. It, that that went through a few different iterations before the final the final version and. So, yeah, really proud of how How different does the finished version uh, relate to what you initially had? Like, does it feel worlds apart? No, I think, it, if anything, it went back to where it started. Like, it went a few different places and then finally, like, found its way home. That's actually pretty cool to hear. Um, a few days ago back, you tweeted about how special the song Everything All At Once is, too. Uh, in that tweet, you touched upon some of the themes of the song, but the reason I bring this up is because we have you on this type of platform. I'd really love to hear you kind of talk about what that song means to you and what went into making a song like that. Uh, that song is, like, heavy because it's, it deals with my relationship with my wife and sort of the not it's a very it's a, it's a positive song it's a good song um but there's there's elements of that like that i talk about sort of like letting go of whatever faith i i used to have um in a higher power and it's also like being very honest like with, about about that but also about you know at the end of whatever our time is on the earth like hopefully you have somebody that can like kind of fall through that experience uh, together and it's like too much it feels like too much sometimes like yeah. everything all at once sort of um but it's also like the most beautiful sort of part of our humanity is that we can like wrap our minds around it as much as we can yeah. so that's what i'm trying to do in that song is like you know i, I think that there's a there's a part of my artistic self that like hates that I try to like wrap it wrap my mind around it because it's impossible and so why don't I just like retreat into some minimalist abstract bullshit <laughs> music because that's really what it is like we don't know what we're doing here yeah well that's it's the like, thing like hearing you say that I couldn't help but think to myself I mean this is very much kind of like the typical human experience when being faced with certain uh, themes but hearing you put it so bluntly in that way I couldn't help but think like wow you must have been going through some interesting stuff yeah. at the time of writing the song yeah I mean yeah, like the the advantage of writing songs is that you can be like overly personal without, like, you know, literally sitting down and reading your diary to somebody. Yeah. So yeah, there's some personal stuff all throughout the album in terms of that. Um, you know, relationships are kind of everything, and that goes for relationships with some sort of like, you know, higher power too. I think that's what kind of shines through so much on the on the album that theme of relationships and kind of the different ways that correlate within our lives because I think so many people hear the word relationship they automatically think of romantic but when you think about just the human experiences your whole life is nothing but relationships really yeah 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 with your parents I mean I have songs like that on the album in terms of like becoming a parent and how it makes me feel you know about how I was raised and how the people that raised me were raised and you know going back it's all part of identity and that and how identities play with each other yeah uh, I want to next ask about uh, the bird I mean this one has a strikingly beautiful video and I always find it incredible when you as an artist get to experience having your song translate in the form of video and kind of have it sit next to a visual and have it kind of work yeah. in such a cohesive manner um, what was it like for you to just see that video come together and how do you feel about it I mean obviously I imagine you well, like yeah. it but I I think I'm a very visual person, but I definitely am not like a director or a writer in terms of that. Um, So to be able to see the music come to life like that is pretty surreal. Um, I I will say that I've always written from like a visual, very visual place, like music wise. 
um, imagining sort of these images that go with music. Yeah. Because uh, I think that helps with space and communication. It's like, what does this look like? You know, and how, how will people understand it? Obviously, it's two different senses, like seeing and hearing, but I think they really play with each other a lot. So, yeah, I think I'd write from a very visual place. So seeing the music videos come to life is, like, next level. Do you remember the feeling that you had when you saw it? Like, at least the finished yeah. bit of it? <clears throat> I was in Toronto, I think, and I was on a rooftop when I got it. And so I, like, watched it on this rooftop in Toronto. It was pretty epic. That's awesome. But it's, like, all people from where I'm from, so it felt like a bit of home as well. That's so cool, man. Uh, you know, naturally artists uh, wish for their songs to be to resonate with people, and it's clear that that's what's happened with uh, Where's My Love. Um, what I really found myself intrigued by with this song is there's a sincerity to it and a sweetness that I feel like you just don't hear a lot. And yeah, I really do think you achieved that. Hmm. Um, and i just curious, did the writing of this one feel particularly different for whatever reason? Because I personally find myself asking that because for it to be such a standout track, I wonder if you find yourself in a different headspace or in a different place in time in contrast to other songs on the album i mean i think that was the first song i ever wrote is symbol and i think that marked a change in me in terms of how i approach songwriting like it wasn't my typical sort of like method and um yeah uh, it's hard to look back and have like totally clear perspective on that but it was definitely the point that like i changed how i was writing songs and how I would let the music lead me somewhere else that I wouldn't normally go. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's like the unanswerable question is like, did I mean for it to be like good? And, um, yeah, but no, I mean, I didn't expect that so many people would resonate with it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you must be inundated all day, every day with just a different take or a different, uh, like reaction to a song, probably Mm -hmm. both positive and negative. I mean, Mm -hmm. is that a weird thing? No, it's cool. I mean, it's, it is weird, yeah, I guess. But again, you know, the fact that people can, like, it doesn't, it's no longer my song. Like, you know, it's, it's their song and they've applied it to their own life. And I think that's great. And if it can be therapeutic in some way, like, great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mentioned Barcelona earlier and I had the context of seeing you perform in Barcelona a couple times mm-hmm. uh, when you guys were tour, and now you're touring a similar. You're here in Brooklyn to play at Music Hall, and you've done some dates in Europe, and I imagine other parts of the States already. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it been like for you on the road with this project? I mean, it's, it's changed, you know, over the... Like, when I was in a band, it was pretty much the band the whole time, and then for me, it's been, like, me with myself, and then me with some string players, and then me with, like, just a duo, and then now it's, like, me with a full band. So in terms of the live presentation, it's really, like, morphed over the two years or so. Yeah. Um, but it's been great. I mean, like being able to travel around the country and the world to see my songs being sung back to me, you know, is is a pretty supernatural experience. Yeah. Are there any shows that stick out? I have a couple friends in uh, Holland and Belgium who are pretty into you, and I imagine with those places, I mean, the different venues they have there, like the AB in Belgium and like the Paradiso in Amsterdam, those mm-hmm. are some really special rooms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited to go play there. Um, I've had some of yeah the best shows of my life in in both those countries and uh, yeah I never we never got to do that with Barcelona so yeah. pretty special that's really mega um, you know you mentioned earlier about fatherhood and I think one of the best things I've ever heard about uh, in regards to father I'm curious to see if this resonates with you uh, I can't remember who said it so this is like the worst <laughs> quoting ever but it really stuck with me man it was something in regards to like how when you have a kid it very much finds, makes you find yourself to be in a place where when you interact with other people, 
you innately have a sense of empathy because you could very much consider what they went through of being raised or mm-hmm. just it really just highlights to you that like everyone was a child at one point yeah does that resonate with you oh totally yeah i mean it's, it's you have i mean some days you have more patience because of that and more understanding and grace but like i mean if anything it compounds the problems that already existed in you like in terms of conf- conflicts personally um so if you let that get out of control like i feel like you miss out on not only the stuff with your own children but like you you don't extend that to anybody else so i think you're right that like on good days you can do that and it's like a very like unifying experience <clears throat> as a human but it can also go the other way and like cause you to go like retreat more into the things you struggle with as a person that's a really good point talk about a really good uh, caution <laughs> a mm-hmm. bit of a cautionary tale there i only have a couple more questions for you and um you know, I like kind of asking this when I get the chance, but I do feel like with what you do as a musician, a touring musician, where you're releasing albums and touring, the fact that you are a father now, it's particular in ways that some people might not be able to relate. Some definitely can, but I mean on like a wider spectrum. And I'm just curious in regards to your artistry and the way you approach songwriting, do you feel like it's been influenced at all since becoming a father? I mean, oh, yeah. the way you think about your craft? 100%, yeah, I mean... Well, from the from the actual craft side of things, like, in terms of the work, like, yeah, it has to become more like a real job because, like, you have way more responsibility than I did previously. Yeah, putting it... Yeah. Yeah, um, but from an inspiration standpoint, yeah, of course. I mean, like, just like I said, you know, it puts a huge magnifying glass up to your own life in and, and good and bad ways. Yeah, uh, maybe not bad, just hard ways. In what way? What do you mean? Oh, I mean, like we're very selfish people like we're selfish beings like and that's innate in terms of survival and going back to like your genetic code i guess but like there there are the things that you're scared of or ashamed ashamed of or the ways that you cover up all those feelings like only become magnified when you have kids um and then you also see there's so many parallels between us as adults and us as kids in terms of like the self-serving stuff but also like learning to be gentle again and like learning to be um you know joyful and instead of like overly concerned with work or or intimacy in a relationship like it's so much more simple as a child yeah and we tend to like not make things very simple as adults so yeah i think i I shouldn't paint it to be like a a negative thing i think it's only good but no i kind of i feel like i'm getting a sense of what you're talking about especially as i see like friends of mine have kids and kind of like observe is such a big word but kind of observing how they are with their children mm-hmm. raising them where i mean i don't want to make it i don't want to downplay what it's like being a parent at all but i do feel like i recognize a bit of beauty within the simplicity of like having something so your your direction and your attention is so directed at one singular thing there's something very beautiful about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, it's again though it's a balance i mean like you know i'm gone a lot and like that's really hard on my family so this 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 beautiful thing that is like inspiring to me is also like something that I need to like fully be aware of how I'm affecting it and yeah. and it's a bit of a catch twenty two with that but that's like it's not just me or my job like it's like any parent that is yeah. pursuing something that they love and is fun um, with marrying that with like you know your responsibility as a parent and as a partner it's like. If it's if it wouldn't be this for me, it'd be something else. You know, everybody has to do that. No, that's a very good point. I mean, if so many people don't even really work forty hours a week now, it's so many like fifty, sixty, even eighty hours. So yeah, it kind of is relative in that sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I uh, think yeah, I think it's 
pr- probably more of an American thing than anything else. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Has your kids seen you perform live yet? They have only seen me like they've never been to a show show. It's always been too late. But they're yeah. coming with me to Europe in a, in like a week. So oh, dude, they're gonna see some shows then. For that's sure. amazing. Yeah, it'll be fun. Well, that's really sweet. Uh, so you know, before I uh, run here, and thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, to totally. Great man. To learn a little bit more about you. Great questions. Uh, I did find myself looking at your social media while prepping for this interview. It's always good to kind of get a gauge of what artists have seen and what they're doing. And it's kind of funny. I was scrolling through Instagram, and I couldn't help but notice a very beautiful post you made about your wife for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very touching for me, and just I mean, that was really nice, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I imagine that was a good day in the sense of just like that must have made her happy. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I feel like she thinks when I post about her, she, like I'm making up for something. <laughs> no, uh, she she is like doesn't mind when I share stuff about us or whatever. But yeah, yeah she's great. I think what's really great about that is it kind of highlights to me in relation to your music, where I listen to this music that I feel like you're being very open with like your thoughts, your feelings, and it's kind of funny because social media is such a weird double-sided sword where it's mm-hmm. kind of like. Here's this beautiful thing that connects us to so many different people while also being this nebulous thing that takes all our attention and right. force, forces us to look at screens. But going to the beautiful side of it, I think seeing something like that in a time where it's so deci- divisive and people are kind of you know at each other's throats, mm-hmm. it's, it almost feels like a declarative statement seeing someone be tender in the mm-hmm. world. I think that's something really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's... I mean, I'm fully in the Black Mirror episode of whatever is going on in the world right now <laughs> in terms of, like, social media and, like, our phones. Um, but, yeah, I agree, like, to be able to step outside of that and use it in terms of a delivery system for good things is, yeah. is of course, really good. You know why they called the show Black Mirror, by the way, right? Screen, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so fucking wild. I think I only heard that a couple weeks ago, and, like, it's just constantly rebounding in my head, like, oh, fuck. Did you watch the new ones? Not yet, but I keep hearing the, what's it called, the Striking Viper one's really good. It's, it's really good. Anthony Mackie. It's gutting, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that one's like, without ruining it, that one's like the most sad one I think I've seen. Really? That one and there's one from like, I think the second season where like they wear the contacts that they can play back. Like it's like a lens. Oh, yeah, To yeah, play yeah. back memories. That one's so sad. Too. That one was really sad. I really found myself going nuts over without giving away the one with the kid who's forced to do all those tasks throughout the day oh yeah the end, yeah that that's was, crazy that's one of those where you find yourself going like shit i need to like get a drink of me after watching this episode totally yeah or watch another one so so what other dates do you have coming so you're in brooklyn tonight mm-hmm. and i guess you'll probably be in like philly or boston, boston and two canadian dates and then home for a couple of days and then europe for like two and a half weeks nice one and where does the Europe? do you know where the european sh- dates kick off in Germany at a festival. Oh, nice one. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for people listening, definitely check out Simo online. Uh, anywhere you check out for artists online. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely catch you live. I'm sure, like, your song kick's probably constantly updated. So, yeah, definitely. And, dude, thanks so much for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really me. appreciate it.